Hey, CP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our sermon series, Stories, where we will get to hear different testimonies from our church and learn how to share our own unique story of faith. Well, what's up, Centerpoint Church? Thank you guys so much for tuning into our podcast. This We are still in the series, Stories, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So yesterday was a pretty good time where we learned about what evangelists are, and we actually Mm -hmm. have an evangelist in the house. But before we get to her, let's find out who else is here. Who do we got? We've got Chris, the drummer. (laughs) And Darby, the go-to person, I guess. All right. And we've got our (laughs) special guest. Malena. Welcome, Malena. (laughs) All right, guys. So... Let's just get in it. What are your thoughts on the sermon yesterday? What, what, what What do you guys think? I thought it was powerful. Um, Not only was the testimony just spoke to a lot of people, to a lot of situations, um, the verses that went right alongside it, um, they're the kind of verses that you can really easily just read through and say, "Uh uh-huh, yep, that's that's good, Uh uh-huh, sure. But when you really take some time and start really dissecting them like bit by bit, there is so much here. Um, So, Chris, I have a feeling you want to dissect dissect something, so go ahead. What do you want to dissect? Oh, wow. Um, so uh, th- one of the first verses that they talked about yesterday was Acts 6, 2, and 3. It says, in the New Living Translation, the apostles called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. The word that stuck out to me was wisdom, because so often we make the mistakes of thinking that knowledge is wisdom. And when you start comparing those two things side to side, they are universally different because knowledge is something you can get without God. You can Mm -hmm. study, you can read a lot of books, you can go to a lot of school. And I'm not knocking knowledge. It's powerful. It's an important tool. But wisdom is literally learning what the word of God says and applying it to your life. So it's one thing to just have knowledge, but he was very specific here, at least in this translation, to say full of the spirit who's going to guide the wisdom and then wisdom itself, which you can only get from learning the word of God and putting it into practice in your own life. There is a Bible verse in the Bible that they say, if you need wisdom, you can ask God. Sometimes it's like, how can I do this? But we have that opportunity just to find in God the wisdom from the heaven. Yeah. I mean, the very first verse, which was Acts 6, 2, and 3 that Pastor Tom brought out, right? And it speaks directly to that, the spirit of wisdom. So I appreciate hearing that, uh, giving us that difference on knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I agree 100%. Everything you just said. Everything you just said, Chris, was awesome. So what do you guys think about the difference between being a witness and being an evangelist? Pastor Tom kind of made that distinct, right? That there are some that are called to be an evangelist. I mean, this is my wife, Malena. For those of you that are listening, we we were the ones that presented on stage um, yesterday, um, Sunday, the 20th, um, if you want to look at that sermon. Um, and he made it very clear that to be a witness is different from being an evangelist. An evangelist actually gives results, but a witness just basically, in in basic terms, testifies, mm-hmm. um, tells their story, or can give um, implication on who God is. So, what do you guys? What did you guys think about him making that that clarity? I mean, I think we needed that clarity. Yeah, I think that um, you know, 
not everybody, like you said, is called to be an evangelist. And sometimes when we uh, realize that, we kind of get discouraged because we think that just because I'm not an evangelist, that doesn't mean I'm not a witness because everyone can attest that's a Christian to something that God has done in their life or they've seen something that God has done in their life. And I love what Malena said, that she said, when you feel the love of Jesus, you have something to share. Um, because I think that sometimes we overlook the things that are constantly there, like his love and his grace and his mercy. It's new every day. And so I think it's super important to just, you know, put emphasis that that's something that we should also focus on, not just the big things that we see or just, you know, the times where we feel like, you know, the spirit is so heavy, but even in the mundane things that God is still there and he's still using us. And testimony help. So I am witness, right? Witness of someone that my faith, when I listen the history or the testimony, it will be grown. It will be grow my faith. My faith is not just for me or to me directly. Uh, I can hear something about you, your history or something, and I learn a different ways from God and my faith will be grow. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> I honestly, I'm not bad. That's just, that's powerful. And um, actually, I will say this real quick. Um, something I love about that too, I, I so much agree. That spoke to me a lot. Thank you. I, need, I needed to hear that. Um, something great about your own story is, I know I've been guilty about this. It's so easy to fall into this mindset of, yeah, but this happens to everybody. There's nothing mm -hmm. special about my story. Well, yeah, I wasn't all are guilty of that. Right. It's something like, right? I, right. yeah, like I, I didn't have huge problems with like cheating on a spouse or alcoholism or drugs, or I was never in a gang, never went to prison or, yeah. you know, all these like cliches that people yeah. assume are yeah. part of the magical testimony. Right. Um, but I, I like, I, I've actually shared this a little bit in the past, but it's amazing how different things you've gone through, whether you feel like they're big or small, mm -hmm. how God will put you in the path of somebody who not only needs to hear the gospel, but can actually relate to you because they've actually gone through something you've gone through. Yeah. Um, I know I've shared before in the past, like I've gone through a divorce and I've run into people who are just in the midst of it, who felt like God didn't love them because how could they, how could he let this happen? Um, I've had people who have lost parents and I watched one of mine die right in front of my eyes. And I actually yeah. had the chance to speak to people who were so broken because they felt like God took their parent from them. I've had people with problem children because all of our children have had problems at one point or another, right? Um, and it's just been so amazing because um, ultimately it will amaze you when you really get to see how hungry people are. Yeah. Um, that's something that all, actually all weekend, all day Sunday, all night, last night, all this morning, that's mm -hmm. something that's been really heavy after hearing your guys' testimony, after hearing Pastor Tom, is it's really easy to forget that. I think that's one of Satan's easiest tools he tries to use is they don't need to hear that. Like nobody right. wants to hear that. Look at the world you live in. But it is astounding how hungry people are and how much they want and need to hear the gospel truth, even simply how it impacts your life. Right. And for that reason, we need the wisdom. Mm. We need the wisdom because it's important that sometimes we don't know what is the word that goes through my mouth to say someone. Mm -hmm. So, but if immediately we pray and I say, Lord, please give me your wisdom. Amen. We can yeah. have the words because he's going to give you the words through your mouth. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree. <laughs> the famous phrase of this episode yes it is yes it is so when it comes to testimonies because I want to spend just a couple more minutes here on testimony what God has brought you to he'll bring you through but he didn't bring it he didn't bring you through it just for you mm. 
is how I see a testimony. What whatever you're enduring or have endured, right. it's for someone else as well. Because God's he is that kind of God, right? Mm-hmm. And if he's going to bring you through it, why not tell somebody else about it? Which is what I believe a witness or an evangelist can do when you say when we say them, you have that love, right? Yeah. If you love Christ, if you've learned to love Christ or you have that love for Christ, why wouldn't you want to share it? Why would you be selfish? Right. Selfishness is not a, is not a, a fruit of the spirit, right? It's right, not. Right. It would be the opposite. So if you've learned to love Christ and Christ is in your heart, why wouldn't you want to share it? And sharing it sometimes is difficult. Mm-hmm. Have you ever shared your testimony with someone? I, you just mentioned that, Chris, um, but where it was specific and you found a result where that person actually turned their lives to Christ, maybe not at that moment, but you saw that happen later in life or even in that moment, whatever. Tell me. I would just say I haven't directly seen it, but I believe that, like you said, we get placed in situations that we may not understand have an effect on someone later on. It could have just been like something they needed to hear in that moment. And that was a turning point for them. So we may never see the physical fruits of our labor, but you have to trust that God does and he has a plan and he's going to use you if you're obedient and you're open and you're willing to, you know, I worked in Chick-fil-A while I was at college and I had like, I would, yeah. Right. Every every basic job there. Yeah. Shout out to Chick-fil-A there. Um, but you know, people would come through the line and I didn't really know them cause it wasn't my community, but even asking people how their day was and some people like were going through difficult things with medical issues or family issues, just being there and being able to pray for them, even though they may not have known it could have been something they needed to help them through their day or through their week because maybe they felt like giving up, but mm-hmm. I don't know them. I don't know, you know, how God used that, but I have to trust that it's in his hands and that you just have to be faithful with what the, every opportunity he's given you. All right. What about you, Chris? Have you ever seen a result of that, of that witnessing or of that? Um, never really seen a full-fledged result, but I did have somebody who I knew in high school um, who um, year, I mean, I'm, this was probably about maybe five, six years ago, um, who had said that it wasn't even actually something I shared. And this is the interesting thing about a testimony or witnessing is typically it's with your words and conversations. That's the most mm-hmm. common avenue that, that it happens. But sometimes when people can see you going through a struggle and it doesn't make any logical sense to them how you're getting through it and you get the opportunity to tell them it's because um, just Christ had me so focused on him and he helped push me aside all the frustrations, all the anger. He helped me get out of my own way and actually show me what to focus on. And by focusing, striving to focus on the word of God, on the way the spirit was leading, that's what got me through that particular situation. And they came up to me many, many years later. I bumped back into them just back in town. And they had said, I just wanted to let you know that what you shared with me simply by your actions actually impacted me. And it made me find a friend who was at a local church and start asking, like, I know this guy and this happened. Explain it to me. And that other person got to pick up the ball and take the seed that God allowed me to plant and actually take it to bringing that person to Christ. Now, that is beautiful. It was amazing. Because, I mean, we often don't get those results, yeah. right? We don't yeah. see them. We don't get them yeah. at all. I, I, yeah. I only remember one time that the guy had been worked on. He had, you know, I know he had been worked on, worked over by the church. He had a hard time with the church. And he just, he asked me because he knew that I was involved in the church. I wasn't a pastor at the time, but he knew I was involved in just, he just kept saying, what is up with your happiness? And honestly, I wasn't that happy at the time. But he yeah. kept saying, what's up with your happiness? I was like, dude, I don't know. I'm I, Well, actually, I do know. But I remember telling him these words. I got Christ. Mm-hmm. I have him. And that's what I'm holding on to. Yeah. 
And from that conversation, he it, the conversations kept coming in. He brought me some hard questions. <laughs> he straight up brought me some hard questions, which told me that I did need to study. Yeah. I did need to study the word. I did need to get prepared because if I'm a, a follower of Christ, at some point I'm going to be called to deliver. Right. right? So I had to start studying to get prayed up now Malena we know that you're an evangelist you get the results we know you get the results we've seen you get the results but has there ever been a time that stands out in your mind that you walked someone to Christ let me think um, now I am thinking in one friend one friend of mine I meet her probably 10 years ago probably yes around 10 years ago she uh, she was the uh, the only one kid in the family. Um, her mommy was a single mom. Uh, her natural father was living with uh, with a different family, but she has a lot of people around her. But one day she say, "I feel alone." In my case, I am the only one from my mother's side. I don't have brothers. I don't have sisters. I said, wow, this is a common topic, right? This is a common ground. I started with share with her about Jesus day by day, deep for years. But when it was COVID, we have more time to share. So I start to call her every nine for a month probably. But for the next month, I didn't know nothing about her. It was like, wow. Okay, so she had COVID or something. What happened with her? So finally, I receive a call back from her, and I say, "I'm sorry, I was um, with a small group. I started in a, a small group in the same form that you did with me. So now, every night we have a meeting to pray with this group. It was amazing." Wow, for real. Amen. <laughs> it is. Uh, for Malena is um, a Zoom specialist, uh, a WhatsApp video specialist. She hosts class um, classes all around, really, all around the world um, for people that um, are getting to know Christ and want to know Christ, um, from Bible studies to discipleship. She does a lot of that. Um, very proud. Very, very proud of my wife. My wife gets results. That's a blessing that she has. And realizing that the pressure is not on me to get results, but just to be an example and talk really um, has taken a lot of the pressure off, right? When you yeah. realize all you, all you need to do is um, tell your story or show your story. Mm. Sometimes it's just somebody watching, right? Yeah. Anybody. <laughs> They're always watching. Yeah. They're always watching. They are. They are. <laughs> When I say they, it sounds a little rude, like we're separating ourselves from... Right, right. <laughs> Everyone's always people. watching. <laughs> In and out of your social circles, everyone's watching. <laughs> Good job, Chris. Good job. Good job. Now, Pastor Tom did give us a definition on what we're talking about. An evangelist is someone with the unique God-given ability to present the good news of Jesus Christ in such a way to invoke a response from either a crowd or an individual. Now, I just want to backtrack a little bit. 
when you think of an evangelist, what is your imagery about that evangelist? Like the word is strong. Yeah. The, our culture in our culture, the word is strong, yeah. right? I think of Tammy Faye Baker and you know what I mean? The, all yeah. that, that whole thing. And he put a picture of um Steve Martin, Martin. Yep. Um, from Leap of Faith. And that's that's exactly what I'm thinking yep. about, right? Yep. And I grew up where we would go to tent services and evangelist was coming to town. So we would go to that tent service. It didn't happen a lot with us, but it was definitely a part of the culture that I grew up in. And there were healings that were happening that night. And, and you know, there were, you know, there were things that were going on. But we, we think about that evangelist, that evangelist also, you know, from my perspective, had to get paid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was yeah. kind of, a, you know, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, you yeah. know, my ignorant perspective and I'll take that. But what when you think of an evangelist, what were, what was your original thought process? Meaning like before I understood what it yes. really meant, <laughs> mine was like yours, but even more exaggerated because like growing up as a young kid, very in a very secular environment. And um, I pictured the ones that were exaggerated and made fun of where they didn't just heal and hit you. They like took a 30 yard running start and would punch you in the face to fill you with the Holy Spirit, which they go, look, he's slain in the spirit. No, he's unconscious because you just TKO'd him with a left hook. That's, that's why. That's that hilarious. was my image as a kid because I only saw those movie exaggerations of it. But I got scared. So I was like, there's a televangelist. It's going to knock me out. Like, run away. Just being honest. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it was Big concerts in the stadium, so probably in TV. Yeah, yeah. Big, uh, yeah, big people, so big crowd. Um, yeah, you get scared of them as kids. Yeah, big yeah. and flashy, right? <laughs> yeah. Big and flashy. That's what that's what I thought about uh, an evan- an evangelist being. But then, and then, I mean, when I realized that that was my wife's calling. Yeah. That that was a wake up. I, I'm like, is that going to be us? Is that- <laughs> Is that where we're going? So to? Lots of lights, right. lots of smoke, lots of lights, <laughs> lots of special effects. <laughs> Flying up on a rig up into the air. Lights and smoke. Lights and smoke. We're going to have oh to buy gosh. white tents. <laughs> Glittery. Bedazzle everything that you own. And just yes. I mean, that's that was my perspective. And again, finding out when she was an evangelist, knowing that she had that, it was yeah. it was kind of it was a wake up call like, man. But it was also a very thankful heart that I had that mm-hmm. she had it because I definitely did not. Right. And I actually felt lacking as a pastor. When I became a pastor, felt lacking that I could not fulfill that. Yeah. But, you know, God did send me a partner that can. But still, mm-hmm. being a pastor and not being able to, um, lack of lack of other words, see results right. was kind of hurtful for me. Now, as Christ followers, did you guys ever... Did you, is that something you guys experience just as general Christ followers? And you guys are more than general. You guys are servants. Mm. Um, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> We're all looking at each other like you. No, you. We are not. No, Darby was just looking at you. So the question was like ever have moments where you just feel kind of inadequate or like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's funny, especially being a musician because I'm a, drummer is is my main talent that God has gifted me with. Um, not any of the other ones, not standing with a microphone in front of people. Um, I can only talk like this if I'm hiding behind a mic, essentially. Um, <laughs> but um, there have been so many times where, especially as a drummer, you're not playing the chords, you're not singing the words mm-hmm. into a microphone. You can easily just get completely lost in thought and distracted. And especially in my younger walk and younger faith and starting, like I've been playing, I actually worship in drums, I believe about 25 years now, maybe close to 30. 
Um, it's been a huge blessing. I uh, got a chance to do it most of my life. But the first part of that, it was just kind of more of a, this is what I feel like I can do and I'm supposed to do. So let's go ahead and do it. And the heart wasn't nearly as there as it should have been. I was young in my walk and just very immature in my faith. And um, there were times as I was growing, I would think here I am getting this opportunity to help lead people in, in anything, however you're serving. In this case, it was helping lead people and worshiping the almighty God. And I'm coming here with a dirty heart is kind of how I viewed it as a, as a young person of, of just not actually here doing the right thing, not being open to, you know, it's easy because whether it's your flesh or the enemy or whatever it is, you always hear these voices in your head of, man, you're always messing up. You're how, how, how come you're trying mm-hmm. to be an example when mm-hmm. l- look at all, look at all the mistakes you've made. Um, it's just what you always tend, tend to hear sometimes. I got you. And, and um, yeah, and it's, um, it was a, it took a long time to just being honest. It took a very long time to finally get to the point of understanding how much of a privilege any way that you get to serve God is. Yeah. I mean, you're getting the chance to literally impact it may be dozens, it may be hundreds of people, whatever the case is, you get a chance to give them the love of God or speak to them or help lead them in worship or greet them if they've had a horrible morning. They may have woken yeah. up having a horrible argument with their family and then they mm-hmm. come to church and you get to greet them at the door yeah. and literally just have a big genuine smile on your face, even if you're maybe having a bad day, but you you, you smile and say, I'm here to serve. That, that simple little thing, I've gone to church before in a bad mood and that's completely changed my day, the greeter at the door. Amen. It's been mm-hmm. so powerful, and that definitely changed my heart over the years. Yeah, I would just say that similar to what you said is like when you're serving or when you're, you know, maybe in a different occupation than someone who's a pastor or your friends are getting answers to prayers that they've yeah. been praying for and you're still praying and you feel like there's no breakthrough coming, yeah. it can be easy to compare what God's doing in their life and their calling to what God's calling to you because yeah. everybody has a different gift and a different calling on their life. and You don't have to be you know, a pastor just to do ministry or to spread the gospel. Like you can be in any occupation. It can be wherever you are. It could be at a gas station, who knows? But, you know, Mm. I think that when you, you know, give, like you said, give everything and do it all for God, that he's going to use that and, you know, see your obedience and your faithfulness to him. And just that, you know, if your focus is on him, he'll just guide you and lead you and place you where you're supposed to be. It's not supposed to be something where you just focus on everybody around you. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. That is a quote that I um, re- consistently repeat to myself. We are not to compare ourselves to other people, yeah. especially when it comes to the spiritual gifts that other people have. With yeah. it, when it comes to the inadequacy that we may feel um, and lack of, God is more than enough and he always is. Yeah. Um, he always suffices, always. Yeah. So he fills in that. So we should never feel um, we should never feel inadequate when it comes. Now, we do need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do need to be um we, we do need to be prepared. That means we need to study. Yeah. We need to be in our word and we need to be around um, not only people of God, but we need to be around people of God and um, soaking in that wisdom um, and that knowledge that other people have gained. Now, we already talked about being prepared. Let's go a little, let's go a little backwards. How about that obedient? Has God ever spoken to you? and asked you to now, Melena, I, we know that you had, <laughs> right? But in that time of difficulty, it um, in that time of difficulty, when God spoke to you about it, what were you feeling when God said, "Go do this"? What were you feeling? Give us a specific example over time. The last example uh, probably will be um, no, it was it was this Sunday, the last Sunday. It was like I received the invitation, right? 
and inside of me was I start to feel very nervous with butterflies in my belly. Um, and I start to pray and I said, Lord, what is the answer that, that you want? Finally, I received a yes. It was like, Dios, Lord, so help me now, <laughs> help me now. And after that, I was in the way that Darby say, I start to pray. I start to pray and I say, if you, if you are helping me with this and you allow me to do this, I need to be obeyed, but I need you help me. And he gave me one Bible verse in Acts about praying to be strong and brave. And the second one, it was, you have, I'm gonna be with you. You have this opportunity. I'm gonna be with you. So that gave me peace. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, there have been times where I felt like God was calling me to do something and I was disobedient. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, because I got scared of what other people would think or, you know, who was around me. And, you know, it's so easy to do that when, you know, you, there's no one else around and no one else kind of feels that feeling mm -hmm. like you do. And so I would just say that after feeling that disobedience, there's nothing worse than being like, I let you down, God. Like, you know, sometimes we make ourselves so guilty and feel so shameful because of that, mm -hmm. that it's like, I'm going to be prepared even better for the next opportunity. So yeah. that way that, you know, when he does call me, I'm ready. And I'll just say real quick to tag on to that, um, the most simple and humbling and sobering thing that has ever hit my heart from the Holy Spirit any time that I've, I've wanted to be disobedient or just ask why, 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 is when he essentially finds a way to say, what are you scared of? It's almost like a ironic question because you can't have an answer because anything that you come up with is either selfish or of the flesh mm -hmm. or doesn't make sense. And it's so funny when you hear that in your heart and your spirit, He's like, what are you scared of? I'm like, I, it, it, well, uh, <laughs> you're right, God. All right, <laughs> it's, it's, right. Because yeah. to all the points that have been made already, it's, it's, I mean, it's not, you're simply called to be there and be obedient. Obedience isn't being the best at something. It isn't doing anything in your own power. It's simply sometimes being available. So the whole idea of being used by God is to be used by God mm -hmm. <laughs> to do yeah. something that only he can do. However, he won't, he loves us so much. He won't force us to serve him. He asks us to okay. serve him. And to, that's what obedience really is, is you submitting saying, I could do this in my own power, but no, God, I want to see what you want to do through me and giving up that control. And that's, that just becomes obedience at the core. Wow. Chris, you just, you brought back to remembrance something. Uh, <laughs> it's not, it might not be funny to anybody else, but it's funny to me now. Um, I, a morning I was on my way into work or in or somewhere and I had to, this prompting to stop at the ATM to get cash out, which I hardly ever did. This is a few years back. So I went and got the cash. I had the cash in my pocket and I was walking downtown Orlando, mm -hmm. walking downtown Orlando and I felt like I should have given this 50 bucks to this particular person. Like yeah. I seen him, it was very clear. I should have yeah. given this 50 bucks to this person. I don't know if it was 50 bucks, 20 bucks, I don't remember. But I didn't. And then I, that guilt just like laid yeah. on me like, man, yeah. and, like I didn't have any other plans for it. And, but, and it's guilt just laid right. on me. Mm -hmm. And it was out of action for me to go get money out of the ATM. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I wasn't even planning on going downtown Orlando. I just found myself there. Yeah. And then I get the prompting to do it and I did not do yeah. it. I didn't do it. So I tried to make it up and I went back mm -hmm. to give the money mm -hmm. and it was too late. Mm. Yeah. Someone else had given it. Which spoke to me and said, God does not need me, right. mm -hmm. but yet he chooses me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
it was very clear at that moment. It has stuck with me since then. And you gave you you brought back to remembrance the yeah, reason why. Hundred percent. Yeah. The good thing is that uh, we received second chances, yeah. second opportunities. Right. So I remember doing the another way, right? The another, the different answer. So, but God always has second chances yeah. for yeah. all of us. Amen. <laughs> All right, guys. So I know that we have taken up a lot of your time. So thank you guys so much for listening. Just remember, as Pastor Tom did say, be obedient. Listen. Be prepared. And understand he's making the way clear. Amen. Amen. Is everybody in agreement? I completely agree. Okay. All right. 100% completely. 100%. <laughs> Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. And hey, wait, don't forget, send in your stories, whether you're listening to this yes. now while we're doing this podcast or if you're it's a year from now, your testimony is worth hearing.